This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Would you say that that waterhole STD is the worst STD because the you're going to become a hundred year old man in two weeks seems like a pretty tall price to pay for getting your swerve on? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's no good. Although, I mean, to be well, I mean, we can say a lot about it, but just off the off the cuff my main thing was that like why isn't he should be enjoying this because everybody goes to bed around 7 p.m like and gets oh yeah up. And he's old <laughs> yeah yeah and everybody gets up and all he has to do is just sit around and everyone and he's got this beautiful women w- women who love love him and dote on him and he gets all the stuff he gets like he's having yeah. this is paradise and he's like even what's, what's just wild dour what, and what's wild is to to them, he looks like a monster because he looks over a hundred days old yeah. at some point. Yeah. And apparently this is this this is no deterrent. That woman is still like, I would like to fuck you. And he's like, ha ha. She's like, uh, you're not going to spend the rest of your life never fucking again, right? And he goes, I sure hope not. And I'm like, and did they fuck again? I want, I, 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 late last night, uh, made some fan fiction that they did. Oh, in my no, own mind. did you really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's the new segment. <laughs> Fan, fanfic corner <laughs> yeah fanfic or like corner, a what if fanfic corner yeah <laughs> um but yeah well let's let's uh let's uh let's let's say hi to the folks hey everybody howdy folks welcome to the stargate podcast by two friends i'm sarah and i never saw this movie but i think i saw this show but the more i watch it the more i'm like did i see this show and uh, and I'm Tori, and uh, I'm a big fan of the movie, love it, but never ever watched the show ever. So sitting around one day in the in the new pandemic, I decided to begin comfort watching, and Sarah said she'd join me, and so we decided to make a podcast about it. Yeah, and we aren't here to make sweet sweet love to this show, and we are not here to take a big shit all over this show. We're just here to give you just our real our real experience of it. Yeah, we're just real life, man. We're just hanging out. Yeah, we're just keeping it real. That's right. Uh, well, SG one style. Um, yeah. So uh, today's episode, we're we're talking about season one, episode eight, "Brief Candle," uh, directed by Mario Azopardi, uh, who also directed the pilot which was a pretty good episode in my opinion relatively straight. i don't remember the pilot <laughs> <laughs> it was the long one it was the long episode oh yeah yeah you know that was pretty good actually it was like feature length oh hey uh yeah guess what tori what 
shit's gonna hit the fan you've got to oh, go fuck. through the vertical oh, watering Jesus. hole you have exactly 24 seconds so i gotta describe this whole episode in 24 seconds or we all die yeah that's right that's right is tilk with are, me mine's... can i have tilk with me oh yeah He's... everybody needs a comfort teal yeah are you ready yeah yeah ready set go so the gang show up at Partyland, uh, Grecian Partyland, uh, and it's great. People are partying, attractive as fuck. O'Neill gets seduced by a beautiful woman. They have sex. But apparently all these people only live for 100 days, and, and he gets the virus, and he starts growing old. And that's pretty much all that happens. He just gets really old. Eventually they find a cure, and they leave. Wow. You know, I don't know what I have to say about your summary, except for that it ended right on time. I feel that it's pretty apt, especially I towards the latter. I think it's pretty half. good. <laughs> I really, um, I will say when we first opened on this episode, I wanted to say Minosha because they looked exactly like the, the Minoans. Yeah. Yeah. The Mycenaeans you know, and Minoans are pretty. Yeah. Minosha. Well, but nobody made that weird acting choice. <laughs> and so should be great. It should be a lot of fun. Well, then let's let, well, then let's vibe and get you prepped and just chillax. <sighs> and just talk about Brief Candle starring Brief MacGyver. Candle. I'm starting to think, can I tell you something? Yeah. I, this whole time I've been saying MacGyver is doing his very best Kurt Russell impersonation. Mm -hmm. God, he's doing such a good job. I'm sold. I'm starting to think Kurt Russell's imitate stole his, stole his vibes Mm -hmm. this whole time. Mm -hmm. Cause he is like, you're right. He's in paradise. Even he is starting to get used to the idea of retirement. He's aging. And these, this young lady's still like, can we, but can we sex again? <laughs> and he is so crotchety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he is dying. So I guess whatever. Well, well let's, well, let's roll it back a bit. Let's get, to, let's go okay. to the beginning of yeah, the show. Yeah. I jumped way, I jumped way. Where, where the, yeah, we, we, we start in a, a, a Grecian temple and the gang Me come through. Shall. This this the uh, the gate is inside is indoors I think for the first yeah time. next to a weird statue of a Spartan looking dude or, mm-hmm. or Trojan holding a, a spear looks like he likes Mars Mars the war god or something da- Daniel 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 does say I don't recognize the god form of when, <laughs> when looking at the statue I don't know the fuck that means. I've also started to come around on this actor because I realize his lines are trash garbage and he manages them to deliver to deliver them like he's actually contemplating intellectual shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's gonna be the same every time. Daniel, what is it? I think blah blah blah, but I don't recognize the blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. And he's gotta make it sound James Spadery. So he does a pretty good job this episode in in my opinion. Uh, yeah, no, th- yeah, I, I, I enjoy, enjoy Daniel in this episode. Same. But they're, but they're, uh, yeah, so they're just walking through this temple, like this fucking cavalier. They got their guns out. Just, they're like, we're here. This is the one episode where I was like, do they not ever think of sending like a note through first? Like I, I thought they always sent a probe. So I don't know why, like, this guy that they first meet is losing his shit when they come through. You'd think you would have been like, yeah, I saw like your weird 
robot, your little mini yeah, tank robot come friend, through. Yeah. But why don't they send it? Like, why isn't it broadcasting a message or wasn't it holding a little scroll of paper? Yeah, or a box of Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, a box. They're just like dropping in. They're just like, yeah, we're here. We're, we're friends. As if that's enough, you know, as if it's enough to just be like, I know. hi. Because like. I got my gun. It's in. It's inside. Imagine what if what if it was inside your church and you were like in fucking church and then that shit happened. You would have been like, oh, I didn't think anything would really happen in church. And then what? Or like, what if it was your turn to live in the house that, you know, when you were just like watching Superstore and the next thing you know, <laughs> SG1 is in your living room. That's not very cool at all. Well, and the, the weird thing about this one is that these 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 people, they don't they don't automatically assume that they're like the gods as one probably would. Like immediately the, the, the line, the dude gives a line. He's like, you got, you are not a Pelops. As Do you know what else knows. is weird though? What's, what, what else is weird? Huh? They don't even bring like so much as a bottle of fucking wine. Uh, they just no, barge no. in unannounced without, without ever even a diplomacy gift, not a pen, not a flag, <laughs> not some, some felted wool art that nobody wants. Yeah, they just ram themselves right in to the to the world. Yeah, but it's weird because later they're like, "Wait, are you not the gods?" I mean, the guy seems really perplexed. For once, the guy does seem perplexed. He's not. It's like that's not what I think you should look like. You're not from here. But they do think that that they're going to get hurt by them. I, yeah, justifiably so. I think they come in and immediately, like a woman starts screaming, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's scared of them." But no. Uh, she's in she's in labor apparently just oh my god out. my favorite line of this whole show might be this whole episode might be like oh the midwife is gone and i do not know the mysteries of the child birth yeah it's sometimes better than that it was so stupid yeah the birthing mysteries. <laughs> i loved the birthing the bir- ah thank you i don't <laughs> i do not know the birthing mysteries and the midwife is gone and we are so far from town won't you help us? Why do you they know? And they the all look at Sam. They all look, they all at, look Sam. at Sam. Yeah. Which is wild because the person I would have looked like is Daniel. I would have looked at Daniel. And who who ends up delivering the fucking baby? Daniel. Well, well. well ah, duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Carter's like, yeah, don't. I mean, don't look at me, idiots. And then, yeah. And then later, Daniel's doing it, and he's like, "Yeah, I actually have some experience and knowledge from some midwives from the Yucatan." Uh, and I've done this once before. But 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 I looked at you with everybody else because your your v- vagina having trumps yeah. any of my old experience. Apparently, like you have you have a womb, right? I know you haven't. I know for certain you've never used it. That puts but you just, above me for. Yeah. That, that was, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, well, why did he look at her? Right. That is, so I think, I feel like there was somebody in the writer's room who just thought that would be a, oh, a oh, delightful God. sight this, gag. This is going to be so great. She's a woman. Yeah. And so we put her in the show precisely for precisely these jokes. For these yeah, gags. Yeah, just for these jokes these about bits. how she's not your basic bitch <laughs> she's she's like she's a woman but she's like interesting and cool and doesn't even know how to deliver babies like all the other women yeah <laughs> like, 
Oh my God. If you told me I had to deliver a baby, well, first of all, I would rather it be coming out of someone other woman's body, but I also would be like, gross, please don't make me. <laughs> well, but, but, <laughs> and I, but, so would all my friends. I don't have a single friend who'd be like, sweet, let me get in there. Right. Well, well, so yeah. So Daniel's, Daniel's doing it. Carter's helping out, you know, she's like, she's holding the woman's hand and just being like, yeah, it'll be fine. O'Neill, meanwhile, is just pacing around like, he doesn't. He d- does not have time for this shit. Like he he's like looking at his watch and just like fuck. But uh, success. Uh, we get a crying baby, uh, Daniel. It's a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Everybody's yeah. so happy. Yeah, yeah. He, they, they, uh, and the lady, the lady, like gets up immediately and like. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I love how Carter. She, Carter's. Yeah, Daniel leaves Carter her. Carter mans, and then Carter of all people mansplains her. Should you be like moving? Shouldn't you be asleep? Shouldn't you lay down forever? Aren't what? you like, isn't this an unnatural thing that you've just done? And the woman's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use your Western medicine to birth our babies. So we're not like, fucking like unable to like go to the bathroom. Even we didn't, we, I did I didn't get ripped in half down there. So I'm good. I mean, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. only 21 days old, so <laughs> it's tight. It's shit's shit's real tight, tight and resilient. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and and baby has a the baby has a birthmark, which some yeah, dude, it's a perfect triangle. It looks like it's been branded. Tripoint is what it's called. Oh, I'm yeah. Uh, that's such a cool detail. Which well, well, well <laughs> I only I only mention it because I thought it would come into play a bit later in the episode which it sort of does but not really it's just no nope. sort of like, it could have been any motherfucking it could have been literally a birthmark of anything it could have been mikhail gorbachev's forehead birthmark yeah 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 it, it was <laughs> it is it, mikhail point yeah i guess i like that they called it tripoint instead of a triangle that's cool except for that they're all speaking perfect english and there's no explanation for that but well and they and they decide to call the 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 baby danelle after the, the deliverer, the, Danelle, the deliverer. the deliverer. Yeah. Which I just want to point out again, they are speaking perfect American English. Sure. And some, and some of them, Samantha Canadian English. And, uh, and at the same time, they can't say Daniel. <laughs> the same with you. Danelle. Danelle. Oh, I love this name. Danelle. This is so interesting. Danelle, you say? No, Daniel. Yes, Danielle. Gorgeous. <laughs> that is, I think I am saying, I think I'm saying it right. It's Danielle. No, it's Daniel. Yeah, Danielle. I, is that, am I crazy? I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. Well, shit, if that's, if that's how <laughs> they come up with the, with all the weird apostrophe laden names, I wonder what Teal'c is originally. Talc. So- <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a in my name. There's a family name Tilden. So who knows? Some name we don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so yeah. So they they uh, cut to they go outside and they get to the village. And this this village this is off church. This place is awesome. Oh yeah, this is fucking heaven. These, these people like everyone. Except it's all it's too outside to be heaven, but it's pretty <laughs> nice <laughs> for outdoors. It's pretty nice. They have some nice tents, you know. 
And, yeah, and they're like, man, everybody on this planet is my friend. They're like, everyone on this planet's really hot. They've probably never even heard the word unattractive. They don't even have a word for unattractive, I bet. God, they must, but you know what they never say? They were saying, man, they must think we look like dog shit. Yeah. Nobody here looks a day over, you know, 35. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, I, yeah, I, when I was watching, I was like, well, you know what the first thing I thought? I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this, they, they really are like, doubling down on following star trek season one star trek the next generation season one yeah yeah this is very much the same as episode season one episode seven justice where the gang goes to that one planet where wesley breaks walks into the garden oh god yes it is i was just no wonder i was just thinking of that episode i was like why am i thinking of this episode my my brain must have made the connection of all the people in the weird running shorts the flappy butt running shorts yeah it's the same shirt they're live and they're they're literally just sort of bounce jogging everywhere yeah and then he like steps on the wrong grass yeah and he and the penalty it's death yeah, and everyone's like super horny there as well. Yeah, like, yeah, are, except for Wesley because he is a teenage boy. A, yeah, well, yeah, he just wants to so play let's ball. Keep this, yeah, teenage boys are notoriously never horny. Well, except in this, except in this show, there's a every yeah. everyone's just getting off on each other. There are no teenage boys unless you mean 14 days old. Uh, yeah, ten, around 10, 14 days. So. <laughs> Fucking that was okay. We're coming up. We're going to be coming up to what my second favorite line or or scene soon, but we're not there yet. Like it really seems to me that they're sort of following a certain. There's a theme developing. There's a pattern here. You're saying either somebody in this writer's room is from that writer's room, or somebody in this writer's room, big fan, no no ideas of their own. I mean, look, there's been like three episodes that are very similar to other episodes in in the next generation. It's just weird in my opinion is weird well you know that's a show we like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh if they're copying it why don't we like this more well mm. i mean you know season one of the next generation you know uh, you're right you're right if it weren't if it weren't star trek if it didn't have patrick stewart in it if i didn't know more good was coming and i hadn't this last time through been listening to a podcast along with it i don't know if i'd have made it yeah through yeah. I, I wouldn't have made it past episode three actually <laughs> yeah. i would have been like well this show's real real fucked up and i've seen all i need to see that's right. egregious as fuck <laughs> well hopefully people uh, who might be trying to start it as you won and could barely make it past episode three which is very similar maybe yep. they're, hopefully they're listening to this podcast and get the same <sighs> vibes and we're just telling them chug, so. al- chug along uh, with us although we don't we don't have the the joy and nostalgic reverence for this show that the hosts of the star trek podcast have but i will say this this is the episode where i thought it's a bit of a spoiler for an opinion later but this is the episode where i thought hey Maybe this is the episode people should start with. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you're so, I was thinking if you're listening along right now and you're like, I just like these people. I listened to their last podcast. This is funny. I don't need to watch this show. Sounds like garbage. I'm not going to watch it, but I'll keep listening. This might be the episode to start with. <laughs> and thank you for listening.
Uh, yes, thank thank you. Yeah, this might be a good episode. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful people in it. You know, it's it's oh, yeah. a it's glimpse why, of paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a glimpse of paradise. But if like a kinder, if like a kindergartner, a kindergarten class, like spent an afternoon building paradise in the in the um, playground with like a lot of resource materials, I think this is what paradise would look like. Sounds great. Sounds great. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very colorful. Well, yeah. Well, so the gang, they're just sort of hanging out, just being like, I, I, everybody mentions it. Daniel does the unattractive line. Sam's mm-hmm. like, no one looks over 40. And even Teal'c is like, everyone looks like Jaffa, healthy. And then O'Neill, Colonial O'Neill goes, is that a good thing? And <laughs> you know what? Talc doesn't even dignify that shit, as he shouldn't. What a prick thing to say. Dude, uh, yeah, O'Neill's a—he's the worst this entire episode. Yeah, he is. He, from the, the whole thing that gets him into trouble, he's being the worst. So, so they're all eating and hanging out, and then what's her name? Corinthia, uh, Chris, K- Karina, Kinthia, beautiful. Kinthia, Kinthia comes up, and yeah, I actually had to make sure I had to Google it and make sure that that woman isn't Miley Cyrus's mom. She's not, but. <laughs> I was like, she's pretty. She looks like Miley Cyrus. Anyway, she's like coming up and she's all like, I brought you some delicious special cake. And there's plenty of servings for everybody. There's enough for the whole group. And so he has it and he goes, this is fucking delicious. Does anybody else want want some of this cake? It doesn't look good at all. It looks like like, like an MRE. It looks like pizza with edible flowers on top of it. Like that's what it looks like. It looks fucking weird. (laughs) It's a hundred percent the kind of dessert you'd get out of like a like a rations an MRE. Disgusting. (laughs) And uh, he tries to offer some, and she's like, "It's just for you." Oh yeah. Which should have been her first clue that he doesn't know what the fuck this is besides just cake. Yeah. But anyway, he 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 loves it. He's downing it. Yeah, this cake is fucking good <laughs> and so he gets taken to his own special seat to get like um like pretty much the most chase lap dance i've ever seen wait 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 wait, 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 wait. before they do that they they are the, the rest of the gang already start being like you know oh nudge nudge o'neill mm. while he's eating wink Te- wink ha, then, ha, ha, even ha, again teal gets in on it he's like i think this woman wishes to spend time with o'neill legend <laughs> legend man legend i talc is is the best role on this show and i know i am a million times appropriately more likely to get cast i guess as sam carter but i'm more and more starting to think i'd rather be uh teal but yeah but you're you're right yeah yeah o'neill gets yeah uh uh you're right. A chase lap dance is apt term with, with some weird wires. She's got like some weird, like coat hangers stuffed, like straightened up and stuffed down, <laughs> stuffed down the sleeves of her dress. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty, it's so, but, but it culminates with her like leading him. Oh, give like leading him away. Yeah. And then the team tries to stand up and they're pushed, just pushed back down by the gentle hands of these child adults yeah and then they let that happen even though he's a military person and what's like so are sort of all of them but 
especially one of them. And it's, they're just like, okay, like, why did they even stand up? They all know that O'Neill's going to get fucked. Right. Why right. did they even stand, try to protest? So anyway, O'Neill goes and gets fucked. Oh yeah. And he, and he falls right to sleep. So that part's pretty realistic. <laughs> But she does too. And that part's less realistic. And so do all the other dudes. And everyone all falls asleep except for our Stargate team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, he, he does have Minus a, he does have a, like a brief sort of, he c- comes back to, you know? Yeah, it sort he of does wake like up he really was, quick. Yeah, it does sort of seem like he was drugged a little bit with the cake. Oh, yeah. No, he was, this is, this episode, aside from maybe it should be called world's worst std should also be called space space hole roofie space because <laughs> he gets full-on roofied by this by this bitch and then later she's like you didn't know we were married i'm yeah. like you don't get to roofie somebody i gave you the marriage cake <laughs> i gave you roofies like we're married like that's not how anything works that shouldn't be how it works i fuck this planet well, yeah, well, yeah, he, well, he, he does seem to like come to uh, post coitus. Um, yeah. But yeah. But then he, he sees like people coming into the, into the tent and just falling asleep. And he's like, whoa. He's like, I feel exposed. <laughs> yeah. He's like reaching for bed sheets to, so he can like, you know, to, he just, he's reaching for two small pillows so he can do a weird little hop to the bathroom, find some pants. Yeah, yeah. Even even the the rest of the gang come in, and Carter keeps like she keeps wanting to talk about, ask about his soiree. Like she keeps like <laughs> nosing in a little bit. How is your fuck sesh, buddy? <laughs> yes, he's like he's like, hey, Carter, just you know, one Carter, thing Carter. at a time. But yeah, but then like, he passes out with everybody else. And she's like, look, I need something to masturbate to later. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, like- I didn't get roofied by one of these beautiful thirteen day old men. <laughs> Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And he's like, I will tell you before your next free time. <laughs> but now it's not free time anyway. So you should be focused on some different shit. Uh yeah. Well, well, speaking of free no free time, yeah. Well, the next day, everyone's back up. It it's you know, it's morning time and everyone's awake. And O'Neill comes out, he looks a little hungover. He dunks his head in the fountain and then he like, and then he like gives some orders. And then everybody. he gets sentenced to death because they're like, that's our sacred fountain. <laughs> and then. Oh, no, no, you're switching. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, there's not even a sign. And, and they're just like, it's just, we all know. And then Riker rolls in and he's like, I'll figure this out. Yeah. And I'll take you under my wing, the boy. Well, no, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. He gives everybody, he tells Daniel and Teal to go to the temple and Sam to hang out. And then he just starts sunbathing next to the fountain. Like what a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And has he even told Sam how to masturbate yet? I don't even know. (laughs) I mean, maybe off camera. Meanwhile, it seems like there's free time going around. I mean, yeah, they just party hard and then, and then sleep hard. This place is is great. But they see it. But then we see Sam is talking to. She's got something that makes a rattly sound that she found, and she thinks, "Hey, here's something I found on the ground. It could be a rock, rock kind of thing. It could belong to someone else. But hey, whatever. I found it. Finders keepers. Ground score." <laughs> and she goes up to the the baby mama, and she says, "Here, 
I thought that D- Danelle, now she says it weird. Yeah. I thought little Danelle could use this for a rattle. Could you want to give it to him? She goes, well, give it to him yourself. And points to a like kindergartner. She's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the baby Danelle. No, this is the baby Danelle. And then we see his dun, dun, dun. We tri- see his tripoint. Tripoint birthmark. And we're like, that is the same. Even though they've clearly seen a birthmark like this before because it brings good luck. You know, because remember they were like, oh, it brings good luck, which means they're used to getting tripoint uh, birthmarks in their genetic mm. lot, in their little oh, tiny yeah, genetic so, pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're probably so inbred anyway, like, (laughs) I mean, they have to be. So she's like, for some reason, she can't quite figure this out because she's like, well, how old's that boy? And baby mama says, well, he's 12. And she goes, okay, sure. He looks, he looks fully 20 years old. And she's like, I guess he looks big for 12. And I'm like, how are you not understanding what's going on yet? What a fucking stupid thing to say, Sam Carter. I love when they point the camera at at the at the boy they're talking about and he's like surrounded he's by got two men. babes oh yeah yeah he's, he's got he's, a couple babes and he's so, like hey what's up babe he's 12 days old <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then what i love is they say well how old are you and she's like 21 days yeah. and o'neill is just like oh how old is kinsia yes yes he's and like, she's like thir- 31 days <laughs> and and nobody says a fucking thing nobody makes a fucking face everyone just kind of does a little very tiny like 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 the teeth emoji of like yeah we're all a bit squicked out but moving on yeah yeah Uh, yeah you you fucked a 31 day old human you fucking (laughs) you monster uh, actually you were roofied by a 31 day and i thought oh she must seem old She's a full 10 days older. That lady, that 21 day old lady must be like, oh, she's totally old. She's like a millennial and I'm a Gen Zer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kinthia is <laughs> and she like wears a skinny jeans and a point. side part. She's bullshit. Yeah. Kinthia was like, when she saw O'Neill, this old, very oldish looking man, she was like, I, I bet I could, you know, all the all the 12 year olds have, have shirked Been my taken. advances. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that must be it because i was like how come she wasn't paired up already yeah it's the side part in the skinny jeans and the that did it so yeah that explains a lot because i'm like why aren't they all being treated like fucking freaks for looking so fucking old yeah and they don't look old they're probably like i don't know i bet all those actors were in their 30s except for macgyver yeah 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 but like they look old as fuck compared <laughs> to all these like nubile twenty year old somethings. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to look at the cat the audition sheet for this episode. You know, calling extras must be elevens out of tens. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, don't even bother White. showing up if you're over twenty. Much like days. much like the the planet of of hotties because I. On the pod, it's only fair to say their name, the podcast, The Greatest Generation, they mention that the corresponding episode we're talking about of Star Trek TNG is also like the most commercial for like the pro Aryan race planet oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> Where every, and this is too, like, they're supposed to be like from ancient Greece, and, and which is fine, but they're like all hella white. They're, they're like, they're like, not even just white, they're like Midwest white. 
yes, they're extremely Midwestern and they're, and they're like, that's as attractive as you can get. We all knew that in 1997. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, okay. So while this is happening, there's a little side plot with Daniel and Teal. And I like, so th- they're hanging out in the temple and we get a little bit of exposition about Pelops is there. It was their God, you know, parentheses, the, the particular go out world that, that, that had that dealt with these people and the people are called the chosen because Pelops chose them and brought them to this planet. They didn't steal that from anyone. So that's fine. (laughs) And well, and, and Daniel asked them if they have any writings and they say, no, but there's some writings on the statue. Yeah. Cause they don't know what the fuck writings are. Apparently not. Even though there there is some around. They don't have time to learn to read. It takes more than a hundred days. Would you know you're going to live for a hundred days and you're supposed to have like a Bacchanalian, I like, I can't believe Bacchus or whichever Bacchus is Bacchus. The Greek or the Roman, the Roman. Like, why can't, what's the Greek one? Dionysus. Dionysus. I can't believe Dionysus wasn't even mentioned because this yeah. is clearly a Dionysian paradise. Yeah. Except for, you know why it's not? Cause it seems like they get married and, and they, and they're very, um, monogamous, which is, I, I like the part where they eat a lot and drink a lot and do a lot of drugs and fuck a lot. That very Dionysian. But what's with the only with one partner? <laughs> well, do they actually ever say that? Do they actually ever? I mean, you get married after one fucking and one piece of cake. You're right. I don't know. It could have been open. You're right. I'm making a lot of assumptions based on the fact that this was made in 1997, but I shouldn't. If it wasn't <laughs> explicit, we don't know. It's not canon. It's just headcanon. I'm making it up. They, they find some go out old writings on the Pelops statue. Uh, and see, and, and this is the thing I, I like, I like, I like uh, this little Daniel Teal'c bit in Teen? this episode. Yeah, because they they because for one, Daniel's doing precisely what he's an expert in. Yeah, that is, is good. Philology, Egyptology, you know, and like actually doing. And Teal's helping him out, you know. Yeah, he's doing he's yeah. doing some brain brainy work and just like you know talking about what he knows and they're like working together, you know. And uh, yeah, and he and Teal finds like a little like thing that opens up in the statue and there's like a cuneiform tablet with the dialect on it and they they do all this work you know and that's uh i I, I like this dynamic yeah it's all very puzzly but it's like a pretty easy puzzle that they (laughs) solve to to open the you know like like it's easy in that not a single person they met dies and how come, like, nobody at the party is like, yeah, I'm 99, so I hope you figure out what you're going to figure out. I'm 99 days old. I got one more fucking day. You got one more um, fucking day. Yeah, literally. Like, and, but fortunately, it doesn't take them years because this show would get so boring if it took them as long as it should to figure stuff out. So they just basically are like, I pushed a couple of the, um, the, the symbols around yeah. and then shit opened. Yeah, but they all come together and compare notes. And then Daniel's like, you know, I think uh, Pelops changed. They He basically sort of genetically engineered or did something to make this the Argosians' uh, lifespans short so he could run experiments on them. Yeah, the main experience being how do humans evolve? I don't want to wait 100,000 years to find out. 
But my first thought is, well, these motherfuckers haven't evolved at all, except for apparently to be able to jump up and run around after having a baby. But I would argue that we've actually devolved from that capacity. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. They don't seem much different than uh, probably the ancient Mycenaeans that they came from. I, I don't know. I know. They don't even have like a COVID vaccine related like third arm or anything. Is that oh shit? Is that about that? <laughs> oh, I don't have a. I didn't grow a third arm. Well, yeah. Well, so Daniel's like, I think it might be a virus that makes the people age quick, and then they all look at Jack O'Neill, and, and it's yeah. like, oh, all right, because they're like, wait, is it airborne or is it? Are we all gonna get it? Or See, is I'm it asking fuck the right born. question. Is it airborne or fuckborne? Are we all gonna get it, or just the just the guy we talk about in the break room a lot? <laughs> and yeah. I feel like the workplace is about to become a lot less toxic. You just got you just got the Stargate STD from Kentia, apparently. Stargate STD, that's the name of this episode. Just a beautiful it's because it, it's it's a low-hanging, beautiful fruit, but mm. you have to brush the branches aside <laughs> before you see it, I guess. Uh well, and and all immediately, all like immediately, O'Neill's already kind of an ornery old jackass because he's like, I he just he literally just says, I don't yeah. have this virus, and then passes yeah. out because it's sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if that doesn't show that he's becoming old, I don't know what does. Right? It's like I hope you eat your four o'clock dinner, or you are going to wake up <laughs> grumpy in the morning. <laughs> I can't wait, though. I mean, I cannot wait to go to dinner at a restaurant at 4.30, and it's always prefix, and it's always half price. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I got to move to a smaller city, though. Seattle doesn't fuck with with sunset or dinner specials. <laughs> okay. So and the, so after, after this point, just to say, the rest of the episode is literally just cutting between Earth and this temple. It, uh, oh there's there's more to it than that I, I mean barely i mean no there's an important scene man and that's the one where they find out this isn't a virus this is nanotech tech right right well Car- well yeah carter goes back to earth and she's at the base in a lab coat and she's hanging out with dr frazier and they're studying it and they find that and out. dr yeah. frazier is just flummoxed and she's like I have, I don't know what this is. And Carter, cause like, um, the general ha- who's been woken up, um, <laughs> by Carter, she, I gotta go wake up. Go, I gotta general. general. <laughs> uh, so general daddy is woken up and he is like nanotechnology. Do you know anything about it? And Dr. Frazier just, I don't know, like medical doctors always think they're the smartest person in the room. So Dr. Frazier assumes he means, so she's like, no, <laughs> we're fucked. And Carter's like, yes, because I'm a fucking like astrophysicist, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like, that was a pretty, yeah, that, yeah, that was a, a, incredibly like all assertive, almost aggressive, like, hey, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody calls her a bitch and reports her to HR. This is a very progressive workplace in that sense. Well, C- Carter talks about how they were <laughs> they were studying nanotech and like they were trying to do all this stuff, including oh, yeah, the Pentagon. The Pentagon. Did I mention she talks about the Pentagon like she went to Harvard? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did I mention that I worked at the Pentagon? Because oh, yeah. um, yeah, I did. <laughs> did you? Oh, okay. No, I just I saw oh, you at the oh, coffee oh, shop. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. all. Um, I, of course not. But she's like, yeah, you know, did all sorts of stuff, including anti-aging nanotech. And and Dr. Frazier is like, well, sounds like Pegalops succeeded in the anti-aging nanotech, only in reverse. Nice guy. It's pretty good. <laughs> Dr. Frazier's commentary is so fucking TV. It's very West. It's, so, it's very West Wingy. It's very Sorkin esque, in, in my opinion. Oh, is it? I want to talk about the the meeting where they discover. I want to talk about the, about the fact that these little nanobots try to escape the lab and try to get into Sam Carter, and um, Hammond orders them all burned. And then we've got like a meeting that has Hammond, General Daddy, and then like some other people, but also our core team, right? And how. They all, this makes perfect sense what Hammond's saying. Fuck O'Neill. I, I mean, yes. We, yeah. This and, is... and yet they are yelling at him. Yes. The whole team is insubordinately yelling at General Daddy. And that's how I'm just like, I'm sorry. Has anybody involved in this even ever seen a movie about the military? Like, who thinks this is how the military operates? This isn't this isn't how this isn't how a single solitary Starbucks restaurant operates. You don't get to yell at the manager about the holiday decorations or whether or not they fire somebody or don't give shifts to somebody who's your friend. <laughs> no, fucking Car- ridiculous. Carter lays into him and not to mention the fact that that in a previous scene she goes to wake the general up. Oh, like she I'm just- not the only one who calls him general daddy. All right. Well, no, no, I know. I didn't mean it like I that. Saying, yeah, no, you did. no, no, mm-hmm. no. That's sexy. No, no that's not <laughs> just, just the idea that like, you can just go to your superior officer and be like, sir, sir, you know, I'm sure there's a system involved. I assume she called him. Oh, okay. I think I, if you're on SG one, you get, you get general daddy's private line, <laughs> which would have been a landline. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of land. Because O'Neill has O'Neill has a sat phone. Yeah, what the fuck is what the fuck is with that? Okay, well, good tangent. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how the sat phone works through the waterhole. Well, see, this this is a good this is a good tangent because it's not how sat phones work. No, I I was I was incredible. I was like, when did they start get this tech? When did this happen? This this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think the mil—I mean, the military. Yeah, the military had it, but why would it work through the wormhole? Yeah. They, they, you got to explain that. That every single motherfucking James Bond movie, part of the formula is Q is like, here's a pen that shoots darts. You could figure that out if you watch me use it, but we're going to do this anyway. This is a bunch of tech we can't figure out, and no, here's how it works. Every Star Trek episode is like, well, Captain, I suppose I could. Blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. Mm-hmm. blah. But we don't need to know that shit here. This is all need to know, and none of us need to motherfucking know. <laughs> well, this is good because, see, so all the stuff that's happening at the base, cut between all of that, we, we keep going back to the temple every now and again, which is just us watching O'Neill get, get liver spots. Get liver spots. Uh, his hair turns white, growing and long, and he just starts getting fucking old. And MacGyver's old man acting, uh, getting progressively uh, better. 
Yeah. Or different. Yes. Better. Yeah. He gets progressively better. He goes through a whole Dr. McCoy in episode one of TNG. Oh my like, God. I know. But then he gets by the end. He's pretty good at old manning. Like when he when he starts being so crotchety and he's just like hanging out with Melosha or whatever her name is, Kanisha. <laughs> and and what the fuck is her name? Kinthia? It's like Cynthia with with a K. Cynthia, yes. Cynthia, sorry, everybody. Yeah, he's just hanging out with her as like a nice old man, and he just has a little bit of a crackle to his voice. And it's almost like though. What's weird is like he's gained like some old man like wisdom, like he's hanging out at the local, you know, sort of convenient shop <laughs> next to the pickle jar, just chatting with people. And I'm just like, he's not actually fucking old. Like he's still the same piece of shit. Like he should be, you know. Anyway, but I did like him. I thought he acted it well. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, I applaud him for even, you know, for like trying. Uh, and and, <laughs> and it, 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 but but the thing is, is that it just none of it, none of it really makes sense. Like how, like what, right? Because like they come back, like Carter at some point comes back, and and they're like, Look. well, well. So wait, they're told they can never come back, and they tell him that, and he's like spending his time. See, but it, it doesn't make any sense, like because she comes. Like she, the first time she comes back, she's like, "Look, you probably have two weeks to live because it's in because oh, you have more right. than nanotech. Going back a little bit. Yeah, you have more than nanotech. It's it's working faster. And and then oh he, right, because you're already so fucking old. You're it's so trying to kill old, you. It's trying to kill man. you. It should like I feel like he should already be dead. They're like, you probably have two weeks. So I'm like, how? How does he get two weeks? How did he not like die as soon as he ate that cake and fucked her? how did he not like not how did he not like wake up dead and now he's a hate like that's just death in paradise the thing the thing that's weird is i don't understand because o'neill's like he gets all weird he's like carter's like i want to set up a lab here and he's like you guys gotta leave and he doesn't want their help but then he but then he's also like we got to find a cure so he like wants their help but doesn't want their help like it's just it doesn't, I, it doesn't make any sense. He's just getting ornery. He's already like getting like yeah. he's just a health rejecting complainer. That's a, that's a legit clinical term. Oh, oh, okay. Help reject, but it's funny. It is funny. You were right to laugh. It's funny, and it's very judgmental. So it doesn't belong in any clinician's mouth while they're working. Well, yeah. So and then as you said, yeah, there's a scene with Kintia where where she's trying to she still wants to fuck him and hang out with them, and he's just being a dick. She was like, you ate the marriage cake. You came to my bed. We're oh, my God. Man. And he has the nerve. His response is, you thought we were married? <laughs> He's so insensitive. Jesus fucking Christ. She is like a child. And he's like, oh, you thought we were married? Ugh. Well, you're stupid. I was just fucking you. God, you drugged me. What the fuck? And so she's a bit hurt. I well, think. Well, yeah. But she's also no, so naive that she doesn't seem to know what hurt is. So she's just like, oh, okay. Because people are all nice to each other. I like this planet. I think they should have not fucked with it. Well, and well, speaking of fucking with it, so like a big thing of what O'Neill... Or O'Neil fucked does, it, yes. <laughs> well, a big thing of what O'Neill does is like he starts really like fucking with their like religious belief and just being like, it's not a god. 
You know, oh, you know, he starts like throwing all their shit around and telling them it doesn't not to believe in it. And they all start having these huge existential crises. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like Alekos, which is the first guy they found. He's like, what would you do if you had a thousand days and you'd go out to the, go out to the side of the village, live, live life, live life. He's like, I fullest. was 45 years old. But then he's like, he keeps him being like, live life to the fullest. But then all he's doing is just sitting in the temple in the dark, getting older. Oh, and Kintia fu- gives him shit for that. Kintia's like, but you're not living your life. You're wasting yeah, your life. Yeah. 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 It doesn't and mean- he's like, well, fuck off. I don't think it's a waste of time to think. <laughs> I'm thinking. Like, I'm just, I just don't I'm get thinking it. right now. <laughs> I'm obviously a big thinker. I'm known as a thinker. Everybody's like, that guy's a thinker. Look, man, if I was aging rapidly in fucking yeah, I would be fucking. I would at least go I would outside. be high all the time. I'd be like, give me that wedding cake. I want more wedding cake. I want all wedding cakes. I want Fuck lap you. dances. You fucked me up. I want more drugs. Yeah. Because none of those people are high on life. <laughs> well, I mean, they have it pretty good, you know? I mean, they do, but they're kind of good because they got drugs. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think it's a Dionysian paradise. Not that they ever say it is, but it is obvious because they're told, like, come on, chill out, party, man. Yeah, by the time O'Neill's like 95, like at, at one point, the villagers come in to offer some food to the statue. And this is when he really goes just off the rails. He's throwing their shit around, telling them to break, you know, break, break the chains, destroy the statue, be free, live life. He just goes. He goes on a straight up like old prospector diatribe. He's like, yes. you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta be free and live your life. And this Pelops isn't real. Uh, and apparently, at it least works. he doesn't go full Bones McCoy and start going. Boy, <laughs> Bones McCoy turns into a straight up old cracker. He gets close. It seems he feels like he's getting. He's gonna get the if if if, if a couple yeah, more he days feels elapses, like he's so one, he get there. <laughs> yeah, he's one boy away from being a old peckerwood. So, <laughs> but well, they, they do it. They do it. They 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 tie some ropes around the statue and th- break it. And yeah, uh, woo, I, they were. Can I say they were? very easy to convince because at this point we realize once the statue is taken down and they all cower and then they all laugh and they all laugh in hysterical relief that they haven't been smote yeah we realize how high the stakes were for them and i'm like they pretty casually believed o'neill why i just think it's really like have you ever seen somebody try to tell a scientologist or anybody of any religion that their religion's bullshit (laughs) that it it would take a lifetime and you would still fail so i i just like what like they o'neill's obviously a master d programmer it must have all happened off off scene Uh, i mean mean, maybe i I just can't understand how we got them to take down that statue. Well, everything's sped up in, 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 in on Argos, right? You know, lives. All right, sex all right, lives, I'll go with that. Mar- I like marriages, that. Marriages, 
Yeah. Uh, okay. At breaking the chains of your religious beliefs. Everything. Just is... we will never break the chain. <laughs> you don't love um, me now. Well, well, yeah. Well, so he succeeded. So, so we we cut to him hanging out with Kintia. You know, she a spry. You know, yeah, thirty two like, day Hey, old. you don't want to. It's another favorite line. You don't want to go the rest of your life without, um, you know, doing it right. And he's like, I sure hope not. Wink, sure wink. And I'm like, I sure hope. I sure hope so I'm like, why is he trying to fuck her? Because that's what he thinks is his only chance. Mm. He thinks he's dying still. He just doesn't know. He's, he thinks he's been abandoned still because he was told you're abandoned. He, and he had been spending time thinking, which was writing his um, ex-wife notes <laughs> that say dear sarah and then he gets stumped completely stumped he writes yeah. dear sarah in the handwriting of a second <laughs> and then grader and then me- and throws the notebook away and then it goes i don't know i'm just gonna stare at the wall but then he says he's trying to think of his way to save himself and i'm like what you have no you play zero role in saving yourself yeah oh yeah he, he all he, yeah it doesn't make any sense but, you know, he nope. sort of comes out of his shell towards the end, you know, and hanging out, walking along the beach with Kintia. They, they have a campfire. Oh, they yeah. Oh, wait, he have... does totally. I, you know what? My bad. He totally plays a role in saving himself. Oh, does he? What? What, what does he do? Yeah, because he goes with Kintia and they figure out. Well, he gets, first of all, he gets them to dismantle the statue. And somehow at the p- moment of dismantling, nobody notices the loud, noisy light flashing broken mechanism (laughs) clearly so exposed in the base that you don't even have to break the base apart to pull it out nobody notices this at all so so they all um apparently it's interactive with the nanotech because they left the city limits and it's what's his name palpatine pelosian palpatinesis (laughs) palops but palpatine's pretty good though Oh, okay. Palpatine. He is like his Palpatine's rule one is never leave the boundaries of town. Yes, yes. And so they do and they spend the night on the beach and they're awake all night. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like if, oh, cause they have nanotechs. Okay. So they get to, oh my God, I want nanotechs that make me never have to sleep or poop or pee or eat food. I just want to like do stuff anyway, like live my life without this encumbrance of a meat tube anyway i (laughs) this body all these bodies messy as fuck anyways um so they come back into town and find everyone is still asleep they have not slept but everyone who stayed in town still sleep i don't understand why they don't immediately fall asleep because it seems like what we're what we should have learned is that the mechanism is stuck on sleep mode Mm. and it but I guess what happened is it did sleep mode and then sleep mode turned off. And then what's broken is wake mode. So they go to the statue to figure out because O'Neill's like, well, there must be some other there variable. There must be some variable. <laughs> so they go for some reason, they go back to the, they go back to the temple and they pull this very conspicuous yeah, bit the of machinery wind. out. Yeah, very loud. Yes, very yes. loud, bright lights. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I have an idea," and so, and then we cut to the gang coming back through in full hazmats, and yeah, and and, and they and they all figure it out. This thing is a transmitter, tr- transmitting all these things. Go to wake up, go to sleep. They must have busted it or broken it a little bit when they broke the statue. 
Can I just say convenient time for them to have a sat phone? Cause they certainly didn't have it when O'Neill was a crystal man. They must've, but you know, maybe that's why they developed it. A lot happens off screen in this series. They've already been it's to 11 true. planets and we've seen five of them maybe or something like that. It's like a lot of headcanon. I have to imagine they developed it because O'Neill got stuck on that planet. <laughs> and they just were like, again, you don't need to know what we're doing. Need to know. You don't need to know. Shut up. I'm, like, I, I, I'm okay with that. So Carter's like, look, this thing's broken, but we can transmit it on our equipment. So they do that. And like the villa and all the villagers wake up and they're all like kind of groggy and confused because it's late afternoon. And I was just like, they're like, I was the like, the sun I, has already moved. I know that feeling guys. I'm with you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but one of them goes, the sun has already moved, has already traveled. <laughs> oh, I don't Why? feel as refreshed as I usually do. What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had somebody, somebody who was like in a deep, deep sleep right before we started recording this podcast yes it's a very disorienting <laughs> feeling <laughs> well so yeah so the last the last bit like everything is resolved they realize that people will the nanotech's never going to turn back on so all the people are, are based apparently are going to just start aging normally like starting today yeah so they're going to live like what feels like excruciatingly long by the way can you imagine if somebody came to our planet and was like you guys only live 70 years what if i told you we live 7,000 years okay we're gonna break the thing that's causing you to only live 70 years enjoy living 7,000 years do you feel like you'd be like sweet i would be like um i don't have that kind of savings <laughs> i would be like oh i already Assuming a f like 75 year lifespan, I already used being a woman to tank my career. <laughs> so I don't know. I definitely have to start. So I should start eating cat food today in the dry kind. Got it. <laughs> Can you imagine our healthcare system if somebody came and said, like, don't worry, you're all going to live to be 7,000? I mean, in some, I mean, I suppose in some ways it's, it's, I mean, that's already happening, right? Everyone's living way past what they used to, you know? That's true. There's yeah, already so many of up. us. Well, anyway, everybody asks like, it acts like it's such a blessing and yeah, they don't even ask, do you want this? They just are like, this is obviously better. And I just want to say, people always say, God, life is short and it's true, but I think it's important to say life is long. Make your decisions accordingly. <laughs> uh well and and and, and o'neill's like he has a couple of good little you know an, you know anti old age joe she's like i'm gonna move to florida get a place down there i, oh, I know I he's already like to but i was gonna retire because he doesn't think he thinks this is it i'm an old man now forever but, but apparently some carter spouts off some stupid pseudoscience that tells him that he will de-age because he's not actually that old. The nanotech only makes it seem like you're that old. It's right, it's, which I'm like, then why was he so why was he so pickle jar sitting <laughs> wise? I don't understand at all. And that's not how that's not how I mean he's old. He he's old. His hair's yeah, he looks white. like he, he looks like hell. It, he's gonna but he's gonna de it's, it's it's just a complete let's we gotta finish we gotta end we gotta end the episode so 
do you think if the U.S. government had the opportunity to find nanotech that they could give somebody as a virus on a separate planet so that and then give them a new one that de-aged them, that they wouldn't be working on ways to have the most experienced like soldiers, like all of our like to have a whole army of the ranger or whole military based off the SEALs. SEAL teams and the Rangers and like special all the the Green Berets like I don't I don't believe that shit at first second I think that's exactly what the any military would do and they would basically destroy this planet by treating it as a military training ground Uh, well I mean there's a multitude of things that they would do with this I mean just think about the last episode when the Secretary of Defense is like you guys got to find some new tech and so they do where's that guy but they don't they don't bring back anything no. of value last episode where's dick face where's secretary fuck fuck face because <laughs> general daddy what general daddy scared him off for a while uh, yeah i don't know i mean he, hammond he's just being super cautious but this is pretty powerful shit so yeah I, and i that's why i think they would just do it off world i like look we're colonizers. Can we just stop? I mean, I know in the 90s, we were still pretending we're not. Can we stop pretending that the U.S. military won't colonize any fucking place it deems strategic? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so obviously not fucking true. Mm. Anyways. Anyways, he lives the end. Well, the, the very last bit is him and Kintia have a goodbye scene, which, she, you know, is actually kind of sweet. She's like, opinion. well, you, yeah, it's not. It's sweet from her side because he's like, she's like, well, yeah, well, what yeah, if, yeah. what if this alien comes back and he says, well, we'll check on you from time to time. So that's like, I'm like, that's not what the army would do or the air force. They would colonize by, they would start by putting a base there. Well, I mean, she's like, it sure would be great if you were one of those yeah, people once yeah, in a while. And yeah. he's like, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, it's sweet from her from her side, and he's 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 like, "Look, bitch, I hit it and quit it. I go in there one time. (laughs) You don't come, and I don't even come back for a second round to make sure that everybody thought it was worth it." The worst kind of, the worst kind. He's the worst kind. Enjoy growing old. (laughs) This is this is your future. Yeah. By the way, your body is going to start to really feel fucked up, and you're not going to know anybody who's ever felt that way before. Yeah, this is going to be new for all of you people, and you're probably not going to be able to know how to handle it. Lower back pain for no reason, sore feet. Yes, oh, sore feet are the worst. Diabetes, why did probably. He, why, the beatus. Why did he even like grow old? Because we didn't see a single 100-day-old person who had white hair. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was thinking that. I, even like when they were like talking, because it's probably been about like a week and a half that's yeah. passed. And Kintia doesn't even turn uh, a matronly 42 days old, you know? And like, she should. She should look like, she should look just like this bitch over here who's 46, but probably looks at least four years younger. Don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure I can pass for 42. Oh, <laughs> uh, stop laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, well, but that, but yeah, but that, but then that's that's the end. We don't even get to see O'Neill de-age. He, we just and episode ends. Nope. End of episode. Nope, that's it. Yep. Hey, Tori. 
Yeah. Let, let's debrief. I was, just wa- I was just wondering if you were comforted. You know, I, you know, I, it's hard to say. I, I was comforted, I think, in the end, even though it was difficult to watch someone. You know, I've been thinking about getting older a lot lately and just, and just watching it unfold in real, in, 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 in a span of 30 minutes with O'Neill kind of made me anxious. I'm just like, oh, sure. I'm, you know, my orneriness is, is going up sky high and it's just going to get higher. So, but at the same time, I, I liked, I liked, uh, I liked that, you know, Daniel and Teal were doing, doing their own like problem solving stuff and Carter was doing their scientist stuff and people were really doing stuff. And so their uh, actual jobs, I like yeah. that people were doing their goddamn jobs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do your job. So yeah, I was, I was, I, I was a little yeah, comforted. Yeah. yeah. What about you? That's cool. I was, I was comforted and I didn't. So I've had my midlife crisis and it lasted seven fucking years and somehow ended during the pandemic. So <laughs> I didn't even think about that at all. I was like, Oh, MacGyver's getting old. That's silly. The makeup is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what's changed. It could be that I'm taking this sweet, sweet medication or it could just be that the show is getting better because I felt I did like, I was like, I almost watched another episode today because I was like, this is comforting, but I realized this is comforting one episode at a time. And we don't know what's going to happen the next time. But I, I thought this was, there were fewer plot holes mm-hmm. than most episodes. So that didn't, wasn't as big of a hang up and distraction for me. Um, obviously I was very wildly distracted by Carter's Canadian accent, but that's my, that's fucking, I know that to be my problem. Teal'c was bomb. Daniel was much better than he's been in every other episode. And I thought O'Neill was going to die. I was really comforted. Cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, well wait, speaking of the characters, we should figure out our, uh, yay, who we would like to be our ne, who would we hate to be and our meh who we don't really give a shit about being. Um, I might need my whiteboard to help me suss this out. It's right here. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, I know. That's crazy. I've got this huge whiteboard and I'm going to have to. Well, I, I mean, I could, I could, I could start. I could, I can go first. That, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just say, I'll, then I'll just copy it. That seems great. Uh, well, uh, my, my, so my, my, uh, my yay for this episode. Well, it's probably, it's probably going to be, uh, uh, Daniel just because he's just, he's actually doing his job for the first time, which I enjoy. Although I will give a, a, a special shout out to the 12 year old boy or the 12 day old boy. Who's yeah. gonna be getting it on with some ladies. Yeah. I really like that guy. Uh, my nay is definitely O'Neill. Uh, cause yeah, he just, he, he just, he spends his waning days just sitting in the dark in a temple on a chair getting old with beautiful woman just wanting to have sex with them and sunlight it doesn't age a day it doesn't age a day and this is what he decides to do i gotta think and i just and it just it makes me think that this is this is my future this is my fate so i gotta so i gotta it has to be a wake-up call 
Yeah, not that. I'm sorry. Your fate, your fate is to be an old man who has a sexy young Miley Cyrus dying to fuck you. Oh, oh, that sounds you, amazing. No, I only focus on the negative parts. But you're, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> My meh is probably uh, how the how the nanotech transmitter works, and and mm. how it's only an on off data switch and, and obviously it doesn't have that far of a range just bad yeah. bad you know that's just bad bad planning it's just bad planning a bad system yeah it should have multiple transmitters multiple transmitters a mesh network you know a constant yes signal. i have a mesh network in my own fucking house works great huh not to brag (laughs) (laughs) it's not i mean it's only partly working because it's decided not to talk to the app so i have to reboot the whole thing but i in three months have been unwilling to do that so okay are you ready for just my i should go yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna start with my meh because there's there's no contest my i wouldn't mind being that 12 year old boy either 12 day old toy 12 day, 12 day that, old. That sexy 12 day old boy. I would not it's mind just, being him. It's just so funny how the camera, just, like they're talking about it and, and they, and this camera switches to him and he, and he almost, he almost like looks at the camera. And he's just, he almost gives like a little nod. Yeah. <laughs> a little chin, a little, a little chin wag. I was going to say for my neck. Yeah. I was going to say O'Neill. Yeah. But Given what you just described, I'm just going to say General Hammond because mm-hmm. Carter wakes him up. Yeah, that's not fun. Solve your own problems, team. Well, like everyone on Argos is on is having a great night's sleep. He in General Hammond, he's no spring chicken. You know, he's probably don't talk about sleep. General Daddy like that. <laughs> oh my God, Argos is actually Florida. Okay, wait, I have to do yeah. Yeah. My yeah is normally Carter, and it would be Carter this episode, except for the way she says progress three times. So it's definitely Talc. Okay. It's Teal'c. Teal'c is my yeah. He is funny and reserved and wry and sexy and a huge badass. And he's such a good friend that he offers to stay with O'Neill because he knows he can't. He figures that his um, go old symbiote will protect him from yeah. the nanotech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this show really bites from Star Trek a lot. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, like to to. I mean, think about this. Like, because episode three yeah. of this season was exactly the same as episode three of the Star Trek season one. You know what's so bad about that is apparently I learned on that other pod on that other podcast that that was an um maybe an episode that had actually been written for the original series and yeah. that's why it was so egregiously racist mm. well and then uh and then this is episode eight which really relies heavily on episode seven of the star trek show so i'm just like what else is going to happen like what what other parallels are there going to be well you know and you can argue this is episode seven because it's listed some places list the first two episodes as one episode so it's even more parallel. Yeah. Hey, hey, T, is this the time that we would go and have advertisements, right? Assuming we get advertisements. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
advertisements, advertisements. Now they're over. Now they're over. This week, okay. uh, Mesh Networks. They're pretty f- find your yeah, local yeah. Mesh Network. Unspec- unspecified Mesh Networks. <laughs> if you want to be specified, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're done with that, this is a segment. If you felt like sticking around through our advertising, then you can be in our set the second week of our, our newest segment, which is get to know your hosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are these people? Oh, I should say, get to know your host is based on something called talking point cards for couples. I think it's important to say Tori and I aren't a couple. Mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. podcast partners and we love each other as friends. That's but true. my and my husband was like, Oh, what's that you got? That looks neat. And I was like, it's for Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this one's good. If okay. you could live anywhere in the whole world for a year, where would it be and why? Oh, uh, that's easy. Venice, Italy. Just because Venice okay. is badass and it's slowly... Bring your gators. And it's it's slowly submerging itself into the sea. So yeah. got to get there quick. <laughs> I think... And have you been there before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also am going to pick, it's been a year for a whole year. I'm going to pick somewhere I've been before. I'm going to pick, um, Oh, this is, I just, my first answer. I'm just going to pick Cape town, South Africa. And not because I want to be like, I'm bragging, but because if there's one place I've been that I don't think I'm ever going to make it back to that. I loved, I just fucking loved it so much. It would be Cape town, South Africa. So it'd be such an amazing enriching experience to like live there for a year they have like incredible french pastries they have just just a beautiful inter-spiritual culture where with all these religions coming together against like ideals of apartheid and yeah and it's just it's a gorgeous weather-wise weather-wise it's such a lovely day frank sinatra but anyway so (laughs) Weather wise, it's such a <laughs> lovely day. Although I, I should preface that, are, are we getting free rent? You know, we 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 are we just hanging out. We just yeah, hang out? yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you, talking points cards. You don't have to start. You don't have to break out a budget sheet. <laughs> we don't need to get Excel. Excel shouldn't enter into it. And that's been get to know your hosts. Yeah, lovely. Stay tuned after the commercials next week. <laughs> All right, uh, Sarah, what, what, what are we going to be uh, talking about next time? Oh, fuck. This is why I stopped watching. Okay. Today. So we're going to watch. This is actually probably, I think, a pretty good episode. Okay. We're going to watch season one, episode nine. Um, it aired September 26, 1997. It's called Thor's Hammer. O'Neill and Teal'c are trapped in an underground labyrinth and must fight for their lives against Unus, the original Goa Uld host. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. wow. Right. The, the OG. That's the, like, that's like in Buffy. That's like, the, that's like the one vampire you don't want to fuck because okay. he looks like hell. Eventually, <laughs> I guess if you live for a thousand years... I guess vampires do age. If you live for a thousand years, you look like a fucking big bat instead of looking like, yeah. Um, yeah. instead of looking like Spike. 
Yeah, this is now Buffy cast. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's already a Star Trek cast. (laughs) I'll bring any show I can into this. Are we done? I think so. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, you have a super done look on your face. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I'm just still like chatting with you. All right. Uh, Bye-bye. Well, Thanks yeah. for joining us. See you next week. See you next week at the uh, I'm waving my hand watering for, hole. I'm waving my hand yes. for some reason. Tori is waving vigorously at me. Uh, bye-bye. 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 Tori is waving like he's leaning over the side of the Titanic and he's there's confetti flying at him and he's waving to his mom standing on the shore and he's about to leave for I'll telegraph you when I get to the Americans. Americas. Americas. Or to the TV show starring um, what's his name and what's her name? Yeah. Bye. Felicity. <laughs> <laughs>